This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Moving on, because everybody wants to know, how did Justin Fields look? What's his (laughs) chemistry with DJ Moore like? How good was that double move and that deep ball? Because it sounded majestic, Dan. How would you describe the first day that has been open to the media uh, of OTAs with the passing game and what Justin Fields had to say afterward? I laugh hard, David, at the way OTAs are covered in 2023. And there's a deep pass thrown in a May 23rd practice, and Twitter becomes a, a, an absolute inferno of excitement. <laughs> you expect these guys to make these plays in May. There's nothing happening out here that is anywhere close to resembling live football. They're installing a lot of stuff. There's routes on air at the start of practice. There's some seven-on-seven mixed in. There's a lot of different things with an offense trying to feel its way around with new parts and, and moving parts. Justin and DJ Moore both spoke to us after practice, and I think they're both in, um, you know, in agreement that the, the chemistry part of this experiment has to be worked on in this next four-week phase. We're going to get three weeks of, of organized team activity practices. We're going to move on to the mandatory mini camp, and that's kind of your on-ramp to training camp. And you hope by the end of this period, in middle of June, that you feel really good about the chemistry that you're developing. And as both players talked about, just understanding how the other one sees a play. You know, and, and how they can work on that timing and how, uh, you know, DJ's routes have to sync up with, with, with Justin's footwork and the timing that, that goes into all that. This is all a polishing phase. And so whether it's a, a deep ball from Justin Fields to DJ Moore, whether it's a Tremaine Edmonds interception at the end of practice, you watch it. You don't draw any sort of grand conclusions on any of it. You just like to see some of these guys moving around for the first time. Um, I think that chemistry will develop quickly. Between Justin and DJ, I think they're both, you know, very, very consistent in saying that that it has a long way to go. What did Justin Fields, the new Ohio State University graduate, have to say afterward the, about anything regarding his progress, his offseason, and where he's headed from here? Yeah, it, when you think about it, this is the first time we've talked to Justin at Hallis Hall since locker cleanout day. And when you think about the number of things that have developed, chronicled very closely by the Take North podcast, by the way, uh, it's been a lot. It's been a, a, a long list of bullet points of things that have happened since we walked out of this building at the end of the 2022 season. I think Justin... Um, um, is is very uh, you know satisfied with the op- upgrades to the offense that his front office made for him. I think that he is in the mindset of you know he was asked about this being a, a a season that could potentially guide the course of where he goes for his next contract, and he just cut it off quickly and said, "I'm worried about wins. I'm not worried about contracts." And I think that's sincere with Justin. I think he's been that way since the day he got here. There's a a, a genuineness to the way he approaches his work. I don't think a contract extension is anywhere near the forefront of his mind. He understands that he has goals to turn this into a championship team, and that for this to become a championship football team, he's got to be the engine of all of it. And so he's ready to get down to work, ready to go through the grind and now we as we all know there's a lot of steps 
that need to be taken in the grind to get him ready to play winning football in week one and then week eight and then week 12 and and, and so on because the Bears are going to need a lot out of him in 2023 for, for this conversation to, to advance in the way that the city wants it to advance. This is the over-analysis phase of the program. So Absolutely. when you sometimes see players, especially quarterbacks, going coming back after an offseason where they may have tinkered with some mechanics or tried to do some things with footwork, was there anything on display that was evident? Was there anything that he addressed in terms of trying to tighten things up with his release, with his mechanics, with anything? At the risk of disappointing you, I'm going to tell you no, that there was nothing that, that jumped out to the naked eye that said, whoa, that looks a lot different. So, you know, there's a couple things that are probably worth us discussing a little bit because I'd be interested to get your feedback on this. We go back a few weeks to when Luke Getzey talked about Justin being light years ahead of where he was last year. I think Justin would tell you that in comparison to, you know, May 2022 and May 2023, he feels more comfortable. He feels ready to lead this team. He feels like he has a better understanding of this offense. He feels like he has a better understanding of when a play is called, here's what my reads and progressions should be. I think he's, he's advanced significantly from there. Where he is between, you know, May 23rd, 2023 and, and you know, week 17 when he played his last game at Ford Field in January 1st, I think it, there, there's no way to say that he's leaps and bounds beyond where he was there because we haven't seen anything that tells us that the, the bears haven't had enough practices that, that have been open to us or in just in a general format that have challenged him with pass rush and coverages and things you know, we're in this, this phase where the outside world and, and, and really the 2023 media wants to pretend like major developments are occurring in OTAs. It's a trial and error phase for football teams, you know? And so they're just working through some things and we'll kind of, kind of glide through this process with eyes on it. But I don't think there's anything that tells you, Oh man, this is a whole different quarterback than we saw in 2022. I'd like to add one thought to that idea. Generally speaking is that yes, this is the quarterback that everyone is fixated on. So there is the assumption that everything is done with him in mind. That said, if Andy Dalton, if Mike Glennon, if yep. Mitch Trubisky were the quarterback going into this offseason for the Chicago Bears, they still, football experience tells me, would have A, rebuilt the offensive line, B, sought a number one wide receiver, C, gotten another tight end to pair with Colt Komet, and D, done what they could to help the defense if they had any money or time left. So this notion that Justin Fields is there and he's compelling every decision and every offseason move may be true, but that's not false for anybody who plays quarterback in the NFL. No, I'm with you on that. And that was where I was going to lead you next because I was interested to get your feedback on that. Uh, you know, friends of ours, Kevin Fishman and Adam Johns of The Athletic had a piece out this week talking about the Bears, quote unquote, big bet on Justin Fields. And, and Bigsy and I were kind of, you know, pushing back today just in a you know, spirited sideline conversation with those guys on how big is how big is the bet, really? The Bears haven't given Justin the contract extension. A regime that inherited him from the previous regime went out and gave him a fair test for 2023 with the upgrades they made to the roster. But I don't think there's anything that's says, oh, you know, they're all in at this point. We haven't seen that yet. I think they want to be all in when the season ends. I think they're hopeful that things move in that direction. But the quote unquote big bet, what what's at stake for any of them other than the 2023 season? The only thing that Ryan Pace or Ryan Pulse has invested at this point is a year's time. Right. And that's the big bet is to give well, Justin 2023 to show the growth that that proves that he can be the engine of a championship team. Playing time. That's it. And the conservative gamble, if you can, if, that, if that's not an oxymoron, but the conservative gamble was in 
reconfiguring your offense in the middle of a season to take advantage of his strengths. Now, you could say that that is a calculated risk, but it was one worth taking. I would think that would be the only way that you have gambled here and maybe placed a bet on his potential. What you also have done shrewdly, I think, in this offseason is that you've hedged your bets. You now have protection against the fact that if he does fail, you've got two first-round draft picks that you're ready to move up to get the quarterback of choice if you can wheel and deal. And everything we've seen from Ryan Poles is that he's open for business in the offseason. And you know why? He'll tell you he's open for business. (laughs) So I do think that – and I have a bunch of respect for those guys, and the Athletic does a great job of covering this team. But that was, to me, a little bit overstated in that there's this huge risk involved because I don't know that it's that unusual given what, given the realities of the NFL and the quarterback position. Yeah, I mean, the way I would put it is they, they've set up a fair test, and it's a yeah. fair test for all involved, and I think Justin understands that. I, you know, Listen, like I, I, I would describe myself as, as appropriately critical of Justin Fields through his first two seasons in the NFL. I think that Justin is also very, very in tune to what is being asked of him and asked from him. And I think he's ready for this test. And I think he understands that it falls on his shoulder. And I don't think he's a, a finger pointer, you know, he's a thumb pointer and he, he understands that it's about him and the growth he's able to make and the challenges he's able to pass. Um, He's ready for that challenge. We're all eager to watch it. Now you just kind of have to have to kind of dance this dance for four months while we're um, overstating things and exaggerating things and just trying to get through this period of the, the offseason, then a little bit of summer break and then jump into training camp, where, as you know, there'll, there'll be fans eyes on everything. And then that'll create videos that, that spread across social media. And it'll be like, look at this throw. I can't, I can't believe how beautiful this is. And you're just going to have to to kind of kind of surf that wave as best we can until we get to, to live game action again, which will start in September. September. 